welcome everyone to Historical Shade, uh, the podcast where Julie and I read crazy stories in history, people being shady to each other, uh, just stories we want to tell each other. Uh, so we are not historians. We know that history is usually written by the victor. And also we were just talking about there are sometimes conflicting sources where people are like, this thing happened, but did it? Um, so if we get something wrong, let us know, but be nice about it. Uh, so Julie, how you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's just note that this is, we are currently co- recording during self-isolation during the coronavirus, so. Yeah. I, uh, just before I sat down with you, I was, you know, talking with my husband and we were just talking about how there's, there's very much a varying degree of quarantine. And I feel like I talked about this the last time I recorded, but why is it still the case like <laughs> yeah yeah why why is there yeah it's um yes why However, mm-hmm. i did read um i don't think i can find it now i found this really um great quote from so chicago's going into shelter in place mm-hmm. and there was like a great quote um i think it was the governor of chicago not chicago Illinois, Mm -hmm. um, from the governor talking about how, like, you know, the Great Fire burned the entire city of Chicago to the ground, and, you know, everything was destroyed, and we wanted to build fireproof buildings to make that not happen again, and ultimately, we built skyscrapers from this, so it it was this sort of great, like, Phoenix quote. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are seeing a lot of, like, in our um, world, a lot of theaters learning to do things theatrically, and it is kind of cool that that I can, like, if you're in a show on Zoom, I can actually see your show, and so there there are some, some interesting, cool things. Um, yeah. All right, so let's, let's dive into my story. Are you ready, Michelle? I'm ready. All right, so this shade is about Katie McCulley. <laughs> you pulled a Julie. I pulled a Julie. McCulley. Um, do you know anything about her? No. All right. <laughs> so get ready because she's sassy. She's feisty. She would have been a really good friend of ours. So, and I want to start this off by talking, we're going to talk a lot about smoking smoking now don't do it why are you still smoking however my story takes place in the 1900s they didn't know so there's a lot of stuff that i'll be like yeah you go girl it's not about smoking smoking's bad for you it's the principle of the thing that's my warning all right for the disclaimer yes yes so um in the 1900s smoking cigarettes was kind of a big deal like everyone did it um and most men smoked and also a lot of women smoked. So everyone smoked. I mean, if you watch Mad Men in the 60s, think about it like in the 1900s, everyone was smoking. Um, The problem, so the problem was in the 1900s, uh, women didn't have the vote, early 1900s. um, And when men smoked, nobody batted an eye. But when women smoked, people were extremely uncomfortable with women smoking in public. Um, oh, why, this old song and dance. Why were they uncomfortable with them smoking in public? No one says. I think it's because it kind of resembles a penis. 
Um, but if that was it, there wasn't a log in. Anyway, <sighs> no one's angry at women eating bananas in public. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so this sort of double standard happened all the time in New York. And, um, but by 1908, women were trying to uh, get the right to vote. They, um, they were trying to dine alone in public, which was also very taboo. And so they were also lighting up cigarettes in public and people were outraged. Uh, so there was a New York City alderman, um, Timothy Sullivan, known all of his life as Little Tim, which is very oh, unfortunate. Um, already <laughs> compensating for something. Yeah. To distinguish himself from his cousin, Big Tim Sullivan, who oh, no. oh, no. was a Lower East Side political boss. Um, so yeah, he's already, Little Tim's already compensating for a lot of things. Um, he strongly believed that a woman who smoked cigarettes in public was immoral with loose character. Um, although in the same vein, he said he admitted that he had never actually witnessed a woman smoking in the streets of New York. He just would lose all respect for a woman who <sighs> saw do it. All right. <laughs> I was giving you a moment to breathe. So, I don't have a problem with it myself, but I just really have zero respect for someone that does that. But they're yeah. allowed to do it. Yeah. Well, until income the Christian lobbyists. Uh, so the Christian lobbyists were on Little Tim's, <laughs> they're like, hey, Little Tim, uh, we don't want women smoking in public either. And you have authority, you should do something about it. Um, and the Women's Temperance Christian, uh, the Women's Christian Temperance Union, which was mostly against alcohol, also pressured lawmakers to address the issue of women smoking in public places. So, under this pressure, or because he was little Tim, uh, Sullivan proposed that there would be a law banning women, not men, from smoking in public. And what did little Tim Sullivan name this act? The Sullivan Act. Because he's compensating for a lot, little Tim. Compensating for a lot. Um... <laughs> So the Sullivan Act said that women smoking um, in public was banned from the streets of New York, public parks, and also privately owned businesses. So restaurants, shops, and hotel owners were told that they had to forbid ladies from smoking in their establishments. Now, a lot of people who own like cafes and hotels were like, we don't have a problem with it. We're not going to yell at someone for doing it. And so there was this one um, restaurant owner. Uh, he owned the Cafe Martin, and his name is James Martin, because we're all about... Uh, we just name everything after ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the Young podcast, the Young and uh, Snyder podcast. Young and Car. I mean, whichever. Young Snyder Car. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so James Martin from Cafe Martin said, and he owned a very popular restaurant, um, personally, I think New York is ready to allow ladies to smoke in good restaurants. And oh, so now he's just throwing shade to every other restaurant that's yeah. like not letting them. Yeah. Well, and okay. also he was told, um, he, like, so uh, all the restaurants were given this decree that like you have to stop people. And he saw a prominent ambassador's wife lighting a cigarette and he told his hotel waiters like, no, let her smoke. I don't give a fuck. 
Um, that's not a direct quote, but I feel like it's close. <laughs> Let her smoke. I don't give a fuck. Uh, so the Sullivan Law went into effect on New Year's Day, 1908. So the very next day, Miss Katie McCaughey struck a match against a stone wall in the Bowery District and lit her cigarette. So a nearby police officer saw her do this and was like, ma'am, uh, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, there's the Sullivan Act, et cetera, and so forth, in which she um, was like, well, I didn't know there was a ban and I'm still fucking smoking. Uh, not a direct quote, but I feel pretty close. Um, and then so the officer arrests her and takes her to jail. So Katie was known for being outspoken, feisty, and stubborn. And when good she was her. in, good for her. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I hope that's on my gravestone. <laughs> outspoken, feisty, and stubborn. Loving wife, Julie Carr. <laughs> um, so when she was brought in front of the judge, she told the judge, I've got as much right to smoke as you have. I've never heard of this new law and I don't want to hear about it. No man shall dictate to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so the newspapers reported the arrest of Katie smoking in public, and obviously there was an outrage. So Christian temperance groups were like, yay, 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 lock her up, lock her up. Yep. And then the majority of the residents of New York City sided with Katie, and feminist groups uh, took up the cause and added public smoking to their list of women's rights that needed to be fought for. I couldn't find, figure out the word fought. Damn it. What a, what a year this week has been. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so you have all these women protesting about for Katie and all these Christian temperance groups going, yay, she got what she deserved. Um, so the district judge fined Katie $5 for her offense, which actually was a lot of money back then. Uh, mm. But Katie refused to pay it. She said, sorry, no, I'm smoking and uh, I'm not paying it. And so her lawyers on her side reviewed the wording of the Sullivan Act and observed that it did not mention a fine or actual punishment for breaking the law. So therefore, she didn't have to pay. Ha ha. Um, so Katie was released the next day and there's no mention of it on her record. Um, she was the first person to be cited for breaking the Sullivan Law, um, or the Sullivan Act. And then two weeks later, the mayor of New York City, George McClellan Jr. at the time, vetoed the law and took it out of the law books. So, and that was in 1908. And in 1920, women got the right to vote. <laughs> Boom. So that is the nice little shade of the first woman to be arrested for smoking in the streets of New York. So I do have a, I am curious because when, when you said that she was in the Bowery, mm -hmm. I made an immediate assumption about her um, finances and, and social level and, and all of that. But then she has lawyers. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering, um, your assumptions about her financial level is probably accurate. She had a lot of outrage against her. So there, I think there were prominent, first off, you can get a public lawyer, but I think there were prominent lawyers that were taking up her case 
Okay. For the principle of the thing. Um, and yes, uh, your assumption about her financial situation is correct, but there were also high elevated ladies that were doing it as well. And so I'm sure a lot of them were like, I, I'm get sure there was a lawyer, get this girl a lawyer. And also I'm sure that's the reason they arrested her instead of a high, you know, a high um, end lady is because they could make an example out of this girl from the Bowery district in 1908. So that would hopefully quote unquote scare the ladies in the wet, you know, upper west side. People, but it did not. People taking advantage of people being selective about who they pursue and prosecute to make an example mm -hmm. is like one of the things that like draws my eye or like I was on the tee and there was a girl and like emphasis on girl she was maybe like 20 something mm -hmm. that had gone in through the um turnstile behind another guy so yeah. essentially she got in for free mm -hmm. um it was like 10 o'clock at night um and i've had it happen to me like i've i've had guys do that to me all the fucking time and not yeah. no one has ever said anything to them but the guard guard the the tea worker that night yeah followed her talked at her the entire time she was sitting there and i don't i don't know her circumstances i don't know if she didn't have the money i don't know what that was Mm -hmm. But he followed her. Then he got on the train and told the driver and then like radioed someone else. And it's, it's one of those situations like what was kind of happening in New York where they were like arresting people for like jumping and, and skipping the turnstiles. It's like there, there has to be, better, I don't know, there has to be a better solution. It just like makes me so uncomfortable because it's like you there are other people that did that today. I know it for Yeah. Me. Why is that, that the you person saw. you chose to go after? Yeah. Cause Why it's Katie? Fight. Yeah. Cause it's an easy fight, right? Like it's, if they don't, if you're like, okay, well, I know they're not gonna have a lawyer come back at me. I know they're not like, but yeah. Well, and so is this, is this, a, I, I, I want to investigate this further. Is this a tea stop that you go to a lot and have had other men do that to you? I can't remember if it's happened at this tea stop. Mm -hmm. um, I, the one closest to my house, it's happened to me quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and the other thing is like, I, I don't think, like, I think if I did that, someone wouldn't go after me. And I think that that is, like, the the privilege that I experience that, like, I have to acknowledge. Like, I don't go yeah. into a store and get looked at suspiciously. Yeah. And other people shouldn't either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I, I think being aware of that is at least something I... I get like when I hear people be like talking about something, they're like, well, that's, that's not a thing. That doesn't, that doesn't exist. People are just making that up to complain. I'm like, no, you just, you've never experienced that. That doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. That means that you are, you've lived a nice life where you have not experienced that. Well, that's like going into, this is a whole other rant, but going into the whole, um, 
whenever the Me Too movement happened and all of the men who were like, oh, women don't get sexually like harassed that much. And it's like, oh boy. Oh, oh. Yeah, I don't oh. think there's one woman on this earth that wasn't like, you know, stuck in a bunker not Kimmy Schmidt wise, because I'm sure of that, but like, you know, st- like that has not had someone cat call them or walk them to their car or pound on their car door going like, hey, just walk down the window. We want to talk or just come up like everyone. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that is the story of Miss Katie. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. What's your future like, Julie? Let's, this, is, this is probably going to be longer in our episodes, I have a feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's funny because I, I think in previous episodes when I talk about future light, I talk very sort of like overarching, like a thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'm feeling like very immediate. Um, I'm, you know, trying to give myself a structure because there's a lack of, there's a lack of socialization, a lack of structure in that respect. So uh, it's the weekend. And I have decided that, you know, once a week or once every few days, I'm going to pick a room in the house and just really organize it and go through my stuff, um, clean, get rid of things, stuff like that. And so my plan for today, today, uh, today (laughs) is the office. Uh, I started that a little earlier and I'm going to, I'm going to finish that again because um, I'm going to be spending a lot more time in the office and I want it to be more than just the place that I work from for my job. Like I want it to be mm-hmm. a place where we're like, Oh, I, I want to be creative. I'm going to go in the office or I want to yeah. do yoga. I'm going to go in the office. Yeah. What is your future light? Um, I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this is a very weird time and we probably will repeat ourselves, um, a billion times while we're in quarantine when it comes to this. But like, this is the first time in my life that I have to just like live in the, in the fucking now. Like there's no four days for, I mean, there is, but it's just like, I don't know what the future looks like four days from now. Like it could be complete shutdown, like everything, you know, or it could be like, Hey, you know what? In a week, everybody released, you know, like I just have no idea. And, um, and really trying to give myself grace when like not preparing for something. And I I I think I'm real. This is gonna get so deep. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Um, I promise my next feature light will be like. I'm gonna cheese. Yes, <laughs> wine. Um, but I think a lot of my because I suffer from anxiety disorder and some depression, and I think a lot of that is like the anxiety of meeting everyone's expectations and meeting everyone like and like I'm gonna put meeting everyone's expectations and like all these fucking quotes because you know um no there are expectations I put on myself but like no one has expectations of anyone or anything right now and I don't have expectations for myself I don't have um and as much as I should be like anxiety ridden and depression ridden at this time, I feel like what causes most of my anxieties are really released at this point. Um, and that's weird, but kind of cool. Cause it's like, no, I'm not, I don't have to get up and go to the gym cause the gym's fucking closed. Like if I, I don't have to lose that 20 pounds for an audition cause the audition's not going to happen for a while. I don't, you know, 
and just just yeah there's that <laughs> yeah yeah and just be like if I go to work like I go to work in quotes as well but if like I work and I do my work and then I sit on the couch and watch Parks and Rec that's okay um I don't have to overachieve right now I don't yeah. even have to achieve oh, I love that oh, I just have to yeah. exist um yeah, and I think a lot of my sadness has been from wanting to overachieve or achieve more. And it's like, okay, no, you get a break from that for a little bit. No yeah, one's, I, yeah. I hope this is a situation where, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone. I, I'll speak for myself. I hope this is a situation where I can develop some good healthy habits that I have mm -hmm. been wanting to or thinking about developing for a while and just haven't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, I hope you're listening to this podcast a month from when we're recording it and it's like you're outside with friends or you're going to hold your lover's hand or I don't know. Um, but no matter what, even if that's happening, just like stay safe and and be healthy and happy and like yeah, and be happy. So, thanks for listening, y'all. Bye, friends. <laughs> Bye. Historicalshade at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at historical underscore shade or Facebook at historicalshade. We don't have a Twitter. Thanks, Julie. <laughs>